Hey y'all, you're listening to episode 92 of Eco Chic, a podcast all about practical science and sustainability. My name is Laura Diaz. I hope you're having a fab day whenever you're listening to this. Today we're speaking with Charity Driggs. Charity is a project manager at Morning Star, an investment research firm. So Charity is a listener of Eco Chic, and I'm so glad that she reached out to me because she has some awesome information that's actually super beneficial to all of us in this community. Charity is currently in a sustainability-focused MBA program, so if you're interested in going to graduate school, this could be a really cool program to look into, maybe at another institution. Morningstar, like I mentioned, is an investment research firm. They're not trying to sell you anything. They collect data and help individuals and groups invest in a really informed way. You want to know where your money is being spent and where you are investing. Now, I thought this would be an awesome topic to cover today because we talk a lot about conscious consumption on this show. We also know while a lot of us are trying to implement more eco-conscious habits in our daily lives, the vast majority of greenhouse gas emissions and the vast majority of the warming in our atmosphere comes from a few key corporations, a few key players in the space. Now, hear me out. If you have a 401k or any kind of a savings portfolio, you are an investor somewhere. It's crazy to think that you actually have a stake in a lot of these major corporations. I'll be honest with y'all for a minute. I am actually not as financially savvy as I would like to be. It's one of my major goals for the new year. I want to know more about money and savings and investment. And I want to know more about how the economy really works and where my money is going and how money is flowing. So I think this is a really awesome conversation to start a baseline understanding of investments and investing in a smart way, investing in sustainable organizations, and even more broadly, just investing in organizations that really align with your values. Charity goes over quite a few basic topics for us to better understand and better wrap our head around all of the terminology that goes on when we're talking about investments. And more broadly, we talk about a lot of concepts that may be helpful if you're interested in knowing more about corporate responsibility and just environmental sustainability on a larger business scale. So for instance, we talk a little bit about ESG. ESG is environmental social governance, and Charity explains this concept so well. It's a little bit reminiscent of CSR, corporate social responsibility. CSR is a practice and ESG is more of a rating system, but they play in similar arenas. And we also talked more about corporate social responsibility on last week's episode with Christine Bader. She spoke a little bit about her time, both as an analyst with BP and also as the director of social responsibility at Amazon. And she had a lot of other really great roles in between where she really started to develop a better understanding of corporate social responsibility and corporate idealism. So that episode plays really, really nicely into this week's episode, speaking more in depth about ESG. So it is really great to be familiar with both of these concepts if you're interested in environmental consulting or some sort of advisory role, something along those lines. Charity also speaks today briefly about corporate sustainability, which was covered in depth by our friend Ariel on the last Chic Chats call-in episode, and that was episode 88 if you're interested in going back and listening to that. Like I mentioned, today's episode is full of a lot of really good take-home tips to figure out where your money is actually going, what companies you're actually supporting, and just getting a better understanding on investment. It's really easy to feel like you don't have a stake in major corporations. It's easy to feel like, oh, I only have X amount of money disposable for supporting my values and supporting my causes, but you may be surprised once you think a little bit more deeply about your savings profiles where those dollars are really being spent. So I'm really thankful that Charity was able to join me and shed a little bit of light on this entirely new subject, both to you and to me. 
If you're interested in getting in touch with me, you can find me online. On Instagram is the easiest way to get in touch at Eco Chic Podcast. And my personal page at Laura E. Diaz is also always in the show notes. If you want to support the show, you can visit us totallyecochic.com for sustainability supplies. And there's a little pop-up on the website totallyecochic.com for you to sign up for our newsletter if you're so inclined. So that's where we talk a little bit about new things on the podcast, where we talk about any sales going on in the shop. We talk about climate news, a lot of fun stuff, a good, easy, once-a-week read if you're interested in signing up for the newsletter. You can also find us on Facebook if you are on Facebook and so inclined. And I guess the last little housekeeping thing that I'd like to mention is that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's a really easy way to stay in touch and to just stay updated and make sure you're getting all of the new episodes right when they come out. You can rate and review the show if you enjoy it. Give me five stars. I really appreciate it. And with that, let's get into today's episode with Charity Driggs, Morningstar Investments, all about sustainable investments, eco-conscious investments, and figuring out what you can do to be the most responsible investor possible. Charity, I would love for you to first give us a little bit of a rundown on what it is you do on the day-to-day. Yeah, definitely. So I work at Morningstar, which is an investment research firm here in Chicago. So I started at Morningstar after graduating from college within a development program where you essentially get to try out different parts of the business. And I went back to get my MBA. So I'm currently getting my MBA part-time back at Loyola University of Chicago. And they have a program specifically focused on sustainability. So kind of bridging that gap between business and doing good in the community and doing good for the environment and kind of bridging that gap. That kind of led me to start looking for different positions within Morningstar that related to what I was passionate about with sustainability and diversity and inclusion practices. So that led me to this role in ESG. So what I typically do on a day-to-day basis, I'm a product manager here at Morningstar, and my role is specifically two kind of different elements where we have these ESG ratings that we sell to individual investors or to advisors, different asset managers, so a lot of different target markets within the finance industry. And my role is really to both teach the clients how to use these ratings and the different data points we offer and also integrate them into our products. So our most common product that people know us for is our website. So just morningstar.com. So I work directly with our website to integrate as much ESG and sustainability information on it as possible. I also work a lot from the marketing end. So event planning for different sustainability events that we might have here at Morningstar or external events, as well as actually working internally to increase our own corporate system sustainability. So I work a lot with our internal teams here, both in HR and reporting, just to make sure that we are increasing our own sustainability since we want to be a leader in this space to actually make big strides to become more sustainable in all of our business practices. Awesome. Thank you for that rundown because that sounds like a really holistic career. Like it sounds like you have a lot of hats and you're able to have a hand on a lot of different things that you're interested in. So I think that's a really cool way to structure your day-to-day and to really structure your career, especially while you are going back to school. And working for a financial organization, I would love to first break down some terms or some definitions that maybe people aren't familiar with if they're just starting to invest their money if they're just getting into this space of investments in general. So you mentioned ESGs, you mentioned assets, you mentioned products. What are some like really basic terms that we should start getting ourselves familiar with? 
through the investment space, typically for people that are individual investors, so that would be anyone that's basically purchasing a stock and trading stocks on their own, they would be individual investors versus those individuals that have the ability to have a financial advisor and have a more robust portfolio. There are just a few different types of users from that perspective. What Morningstar is really known for is our mutual fund research. We do research on all different types of securities, but what essentially mutual funds are, are pooling different corporations' investments together so that you're basically in a well-diversified portfolio just through the fund that you're invested in. So essentially, you could have like 30 companies through one fund that you're holding in your 401k plan that is invested in the industry. So those are just some kind of basic terms around finance. And and the different target markets from that perspective. What ESG is, is a way of assessing investments so that you can invest more for the long term and with a more stakeholder approach. So the way that finance has kind of existed in the past and the way that the trends in the industry have been kind of backward looking is in regards to actually maximizing shareholder profit. So this focus on just making a lot of money, making sure that the stock price is always increasing has kind of been the focus in the industry for a while. And what ESG is doing is taking more of a stakeholder approach where it's basically saying like just make money for the investors is not the only purpose that a company should have. It should be focused on long-term sustainability and actually impacting societal issues and different problems that are going on. So what ESG specifically stands for is environmental, social, and governance issues. So it's basically a way of analyzing all of the different risks and opportunities that are within an industry and funneling down and actually getting into the nitty-gritty of where is this company company involved and how sustainable are they acting. So from the environmental perspective, we might look into specific data in terms of, is this company investing in clean energy? Do they have waste management practices? What are their carbon emissions? Information like that. From the social perspective, it's just as it sounds, a lot more people related. So from that full stakeholder approach, not only is the company treating their employees well by having like robust diversity and inclusion practices, but also what are their consumer privacy practices for like distribution of customer data and information like that. And then the governance portion is sometimes the most confusing, but what it essentially is, is just a way of looking at the company oversight. So what does the board structure look like? Is there any history of bribery and corruption within the company? And all of these basically topics from the ESG lens just funnel into how overall sustainable a company is. So what's really important to understand about ESG and what's changed a lot in the industry over the past few years is we understand now that these different data sets that we look at are unique to the industry. So if you take, for example, like BP oil or something like that, there's a much larger emphasis on the environmental lens in ESG versus like, say, a bank or like Microsoft or something. They might be more focused on the social lens. So when we rate an overall company or fund, it's going to depend completely upon what industry they're in. Obviously, every single industry does affect the environment in a certain way, but there are going to be companies that, you know, have a bigger impact on the environment. So being able to understand that every single company has some sort of sustainability practices and changes that they can be making, and we essentially are just grading these companies on how well they're doing that.
Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for breaking that down so much. So from what I understand, as an individual investor, me on my own, any other random individual person would want to be investing in companies that have high marks in ESG or rate very well in ESG if you are someone who's concerned about the environment and concerned about where your money is being put. Yeah, definitely. And I think what's cool is there's actually a lot more data. So we have our overall sustainability rating that we might assign to an overall fund. But what's also cool is there's a lot of more impact related data that we also have available. And a lot of firms in the industry are now kind of broadening their scope where we understand that what you think is sustainability is different than what I may think. So we have a lot of data that can fit kind of the mold of every different person in their specific interest for sustainability. So for example, a lot of the listeners to this podcast that might be focused really on that environmental impact space, we have data that would say we are stamping this company or this overall fund as being low carbon and being water focused and different environmental initiatives instead of just saying like we rate it as an overall sustainable company. So you can kind of get more focused into the different parts you're interested in. On the opposite end, like there might be people that simply don't want to be involved in certain controversies controversial topics. So say, for example, you're working at a nonprofit firm that is looking to eradicate cancer and do some cancer research. You might not know that the 401k plan that you're invested in has stocks that are invested in tobacco companies. So being able to provide this data that tells for the consumer that might have a variety of different passions and values, being able to tell that whole story of here's what you're currently invested in and the work that you're doing day to day actually is very different from where your investments currently sit. So you might want to talk to who's ever building out your portfolio and ask if there are options to not be involved in those specific areas. I think that's a really, really good example because I was thinking about it on my own after we spoke last when we were just talking amongst ourselves. I was thinking about gun advocacy groups and how much money might be put into different like more political or more controversial groups that I might not even be aware of. So it's definitely interesting to think about like where your values lie as an individual and you may not be necessarily supporting causes that align with that. So I'm also really interested to know if you are an individual investor, if you're putting your money into a 401k, I would love to know like what are some questions that you can be asking your financial advisor? Maybe you don't need a financial advisor. How do you want to figure out where your money is even being put? Where do you start? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question. And I think what's important for people to understand is you don't need to have a ton of money to make a difference. Just starting to ask these questions is trending the industry in a way that ESG is becoming more prominent. So I think from the perspective of what questions we can be asking, you don't need a financial advisor to start asking these questions as long as you have a 401k plan. Whoever is the provider of that 401k plan likely has an ESG option, or if they don't, you can start requesting to see if they're going to be able to make that available or if they're able to give you any data specifically that can tell you what your portfolio is actually invested in. So starting to have that conversation by first figuring out who your provider is within the company you work for. So within Morningstar, we 
we work with Charles Schwab. So you actually are able to call up that company and ask them questions regarding what options they have available and if there's anything that's more geared towards having an environmental impact that's positive. So that's kind of the first starting point that I would suggest is just starting to ask these questions and then also putting the pressure on your employer. So your employer is making decisions of which provider they want to go with from a 401k or financial perspective. So starting to ask them if they're able to work with the provider to give more sustainable options from an investment perspective and if they can better qualitatively explain to you like where your investments actually sit. So are they able to provide that data that tells you, yes, I'm not invested in any tobacco products and yes, I've confirmed my portfolio has low carbon. Just starting to start that conversation is super important. And kind of on that same topic, starting to move corporations more towards becoming more sustainable and actually report out on their corporate sustainability is a really important trend in the industry that we need to put more emphasis on. Because I think the overall point of ESG and why I'm so passionate about it is the general hope is that as a result of people moving their money to be in more sustainable companies, we're hoping that as a whole, the trends in the market is that corporations overall will start to shift to this more sustainable business practices. And the only way to do so is through our purchasing and through our investments. So money is really kind of the loudest speaker in this space. And what's kind of holding the industry back right now is these corporations are saying, yes, we know that sustainability is important, but our shareholders that are invested in our company, they only care about profit. But that's extremely untrue. People have different reasons for investing in companies. And just by starting to have this conversation with your employer, with your provider, with your financial advisor, just starting to say that sustainability is important to you, then it's going to basically inform these corporations that it is an interest for our investors. Because you, by having a 401k plan, you're an investor in specific corporations and your voice matters. So they want to be able to provide to you whatever values and topics you're most passionate about. Another thing that I would also suggest is putting the pressure on your employer to actually invest in more sustainable business practices. Employee engagement is a huge focus in business right now. And the voice that employees have to be able to demonstrate strategic change in a company is huge. So just reaching out to someone that's a leader in your company and asking, you know, like, what are our recycling policies? What are our policies around diversity and inclusion? And if they don't have a robust strategy around these ideas, you can offer your time and your knowledge to be able to make a difference from that perspective. So really just kind of starting this conversation and making it known that these are interests to you really makes more of an impact than people might think. I'm really glad that you drove home that point of talking to your employers and really advocating for what you want to see in your workplace, because I feel like it's getting a lot of attention now in the media and people are more concerned with maybe talking to their local governments or talking to their school boards or wherever it may be. And while those things are really important, I think that the workplace sometimes gets left behind as a place to think about where you can make an impact and where you can be talking to your officials or your representatives or whatever that equivalent may be in your workplace. 
especially if you are in a corporate environment where you have the opportunity to implement scaled change like recycling policies, like you mentioned. So I'm really, really glad that you drove that point home because I think a lot of the time people forget that they are also really important to their company environment. It's not just you being a citizen in your community, but you're also working for a company that's making profits. It's making these stakeholders' goals come to life. And so I think that's a really, really important point that I'm really glad you brought up. I would love to backtrack just like a little bit about trends in the industry. You were talking about how ESG is really becoming more and more prevalent and more of a concern for a lot of organizations. So I would love to hear a little bit about maybe an example you could give about trends or anything that's going on right now that people may not be aware of. You just mentioned ESG overall is really taking over the finance industry more than we've ever seen it. So in 2019 in general, we actually just released some research regarding flows to sustainable funds. So basically how much money is moving in 2019 into more sustainable funds. And it grew four times in 2019 to cross over 20 billion in net flows. So it's really like over this past year jumped more than we have ever seen investment in sustainability, which is great. But we have so much more in the industry that we can be doing and more pressure that we can be putting on corporations to become more sustainable. So BlackRock, which is the largest asset manager in the world, the CEO, Larry Fink, he releases every year a shareholder letter. And this year in January, he just released one that's completely related to ESG and specifically climate and basically just discusses what he is seeing as key to the finance industry as a need to address climate. And this overall trend is really, really important because corporations in general are the biggest cause of greenhouse gas emissions. So I believe that about 100 top companies actually accounts for 70% of all greenhouse gas emissions in the world. So really putting this pressure on companies to change their strategic practices to account for these trends that are going on in the world with global warming and climate change to actually change their ways. And even yesterday, Bank of America's CEO spoke out saying that ESG is growing because people no longer are just interested in you know, profit and money, but also while they're investing to make more money, they also want to do good for the world. So trying to bridge together those two purposes so like you can make money and still have an impact that benefits society in a great way. So I think overall, these trends within the finance industry are here to stay and it's going to only grow as the attention is put on things like climate change and actually push these corporations to make big changes. I'm really glad you broke that down, honestly, because I think a lot about, you know, impacts as a consumer and supporting brands that I really leave in and whatever it may be. But when you're talking about how you are looking at so few top companies making the largest contributions to greenhouse gas emissions, it really puts it into perspective that there is a lot more money flowing than what you're buying day to day. And when you're talking about investments and making sure that your fund is representing things that you believe in. And it's just really heartening to see that there is such a trend in the financial industry moving towards a more sustainable future and a more responsible future. Because I feel like we hear it all the time that companies are waking up and things are changing and this is the year for climate action. But if the science and the math and now the financial world is really all lining up, it is a really powerful thing to think about. 
So I'm really glad that you were able to shed some light on that. Honestly, it makes me feel good to think that my money is going towards things that I believe in. There are a lot of people that can now think more deeply about where their money is going and being invested in. My final question for you kind of to wrap up would be, you gave already some really great take-home points for people to think more about where their money currently is. Do you have any like nice financial tips that someone can go home and do today to think about where their money is going and to make sure that they are giving the most responsible investments that they would like? Definitely. My biggest suggestion would be, and I think you broke it down very well, where money in this industry really speaks the most in terms of where you're putting your money for corporations. So both in terms of your purchasing decisions are very important, as well as your investment decisions, since they both are money that's directly going to the companies. So my suggestion would be, if you're interested in figuring out where your investments are currently sitting, is if you have a 401k plan or any sort of portfolio where you're getting a statement maybe on a monthly or a quarterly basis. That statement will include information that details out what you're currently invested in. So if you're invested in a 401k plan, you likely are invested in a great deal of mutual funds. What you're able to do today is simply just go to our website. If you could just go to like morningstar.com, you can type in the ticker for that mutual fund and directly pull up a page that has lots of information on that mutual fund. And we specifically have a section that's related to sustainability. So if you scroll down, you can see what we think in terms of a one to five scale how sustainable that fund is. And then you can also break it down further and see information on, are we saying that they're low carbon? What's the breakdown from an ESG perspective of how well they're rated? And just start this conversation of here's where I'm at currently. I can see that these mutual funds that I'm invested in, some of them are sustainable, some of them are not so much. Now I can start talking to both my employer, my provider, my financial advisor, and start the conversation of how can I move my money in a way that meets more of my goals to actually become more sustainable and focused on these areas that I'm really passionate about. I've said it before, but I think the thing that's most important to realize is everyone can sit here and say that, you know, I only have this much invested or I only have this much free money available. Really any amount of change makes an overall difference and being able to put your money both from a purchasing and from a saving perspective in a way that matches your values really kind of brings this aspect of your life that you may not have previously thought about a lot. It makes it a lot more personal. So for me, basically being able to say that I know that my 401k plan's not invested in any gun stocks or anything like that, it makes it a lot more exciting because I know that this work that I'm not specifically doing, but where I'm putting my money is going after causes that I really care about. I hope you really enjoyed that conversation with Charity Driggs of Morningstar Investments. I hope you learned something. I'm going to go ahead and leave the website down below in the show notes if you are so inclined. It's a really user-friendly website and a really nice interface if that's enticing to you at all. I found it really interesting even to just read some of their headlines because it's really interesting to see how environmental concerns are impacting financial trends like Charity mentioned during our conversation and really figuring out what's important to the industry right now. I thought it was a really cool thing to look into. So I'll leave the Morningstar website in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. If you subscribe to the podcast, we do have an episode coming out on Thursday, a bonus starter pack episode. So our first starter pack was a zero waste starter pack. I believe that was episode 84 that you can go back and listen to if you're so inclined. But I hope you're having an awesome day and I will talk to you really, really soon.